Matt, I don't know if you're aware, but I'm rich now, and you're not allowed to speak to me like that. It's like a Canadian person telling me that they're rich. I don't care about your loonies and toonies. How dare you? You re- you respect my turnip, my turnip turning. <laughs> Did that TV just turn on? Guys, 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 guys. Uh, Alex, why are you in a broken TV? You're broken. That's very true. You're not wrong. I found these tickets. Tickets for what? I don't what? know. I don't know. It just has a bunch of like 80s thing going on it. Here, check them out. Hey, yeah, Mike's on the ticket. <laughs> those are those are literally just out of my house. You didn't find them. You stole those from me. No, they're totally rad. Yes, my stuff is rad. I don't know why you insist on taking it home with you though. You can you can play with it when you're here, but you take it home. That's no, too no, much. no. You said you said they're special. You said we can do anything with these tickets. All right, let me see these tickets. No, it's hey, they are... don't scratch them. Oh no! My collectibles. Where are we? I don't know. It's a land of nostalgia. Rubik's cubes everywhere. There's a Pac-Man. Mazel tov, Pac-Man. It just feels radical here. Just too rad. I want to say, duh, and take a chill pill for some reason. You gotta say, take a chill pill. Don't Don't panic. All right, welcome to, welcome to another episode of Three Hours Later. I'm Matt, joined with Alex hey. and Mike. As you can see, the pandemic is treating us well. We're not crazy. You're crazy. Uh, we are here today because we have an event coming up, uh, I believe, this weekend that this episode comes out, hopefully, where we're going to do an uh, 80s action movie night over Discord. So feel, feel free to find us on Facebook, and we'll have the Discord link there so you can join us. And uh, the movies right now are a mystery. We're going to reveal them as we get closer. And it's uh, super secret for us to find us. So have yeah, some it's, sort it's, of hands. It's a little bit illegal what we're <clears throat> doing. So we want to maybe just keep Depends. it kind of super secret. Depends on, you know, the movie. Maybe it's a homemade movie. It's not. Um, I was going to say, if it's a homemade movie, I'm out. You guys have fun. I'm going <laughs> to just hang out at home and keep watching TV. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to watch all the uh, uh, It's Always Sunny Lethal Weapons. Oh, shit. That would have been good, too. We could have just done that. That would have been so much easier. But, yeah. So, we're going to do the um, the three hours later bootleg film festival. The inaugural run of it will be this weekend, uh, April 24th, specifically. Yep. Uh, 24th, 25th, and 26th. One movie each night. Each night chose by one of us. Um, but it's going to have like movie trailers, other fun stuff before it. Uh, it was, we, we did a test of it this last weekend and it was legitimately really fun. Like it was fun. Yeah. We had a good group too. Yeah. We watched, uh, the first two episodes of what we do in the shadows and it was just, I don't know. I didn't expect to actually enjoy it as much as I did. And it, it for, for just us being in essentially a chat room while watching a TV show together, it felt pretty fun. I'm yeah, say I'm fun glad it worked lot. out really well. Cause yeah, we, we streamed something and then everyone in the room can see the stream and then we were in like a little you know text chat room which was cool everyone muted themselves so no one was talking over the movie or the show 
And so we're going to do, do more of that. <laughs> and the best thing yeah. too was when one scene happened and everyone just commented. And that yeah. was just like another level. Cause like I, I felt a certain way and just to be validated by like eight different people. I was like, yeah, that was yeah, the, the really instant gratification was really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like when you uh, like live tweet a show or something. I, I remember I used to do that with walking dead when it first started and it's fun. Yeah, I uh, I really like to go to the theater. I, I you know I have one of those unlimited movie passes. I've talked many times about how I like the stupid experience of like the the D box or not D box the forty uh, seats and all that. Um, You're a D box. Oh, but yeah, for for me it was just kind of nice because it felt a little like it just was like that little bit of it felt like going to the movies with my friends again. Like even if it was just for like you know an hour and it was on the internet, it still felt like more communal than just us sitting at home watching this stuff by ourselves. Yeah. Especially right now when we're doing the, uh, you know, self-isolation stuff, everyone's staying home. You still kind of need that social interaction every now and then, you know, some, for some more than others, of course, but still eventually you will crave it. And so I, I felt like that was a good outlet for that. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree with that too. It's just, you know, as best as we could to form our community it is it's, something cool that we could do as a group and although we're not next to each other or in the same room so group. It's, it was pretty cool that's pretty cool i'm looking forward to another weekend of that a full weekend of that and three movies with your friends three hours later and also no chums knowing what movies they are like i'm pretty excited about this like i was legitimately worried when 80s movies got brought up because at first i was like that's not really my jam and then as I thought about it, I was like, that's super my jam. I'm very into these three <laughs> movies. Yeah, we started getting like pumped over chat. Like, oh, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I think it went that from it, like, I want to do this one. No, wait, this one, this one, this one. No, no, that one. Yeah, it it uh it popped off for me. All of a sudden, I was just like, wait, no, we have to do this. It's going to be so fun. We can like do this and this to like join them together as kind of a united theme. So I'm pretty into all of it. So yeah, um, if you want, we have, I think there's plenty of room in the chat room. It's what, like 50 people max? Yeah, 50 people max. Uh, I think we had, at the height last time, we had like 12 people, which that was that alone was super fun. Like, if we get between 10 and 25 people, I think it'll be a blast. Anything more than 25, I can't, you know, that might just become anarchy and we open up a rift in space time. <laughs> it's going to look like a Twitch chat. Um, but yeah, <laughs> if you are free on the 24th, 25th, or 26th, or all three days, come and join us. And so um, with that... Um, in mind, we wanted to get together and kind of talk about 80s action movies and what do they mean to us and why aren't uh, movies now as good as 80 movies from the 80s as far as action. Should we start off with just that question alone? Yeah, I kind of gave it some thought today. I don't really have a full answer is the problem, so I don't know if either of you kind of have a more distilled... Um... Well, yeah, well, here's, <clears throat> here's, here's my kind of thinking is that I think a lot of movies now rely too much on like CG like CG, they rely too much on right. effects, explosions, very nitty gritty action. Like, you know, I don't want to break up Star Wars again, but you know, a lot of fans wanted more action. But what I think is one of the best Star Wars movies is Rogue One. You get a good balance of action, but also story. And I think it's in the eighties, at least for me, anytime I, I watch uh, a movie from there, you can, I mean, you can go anywhere from breakfast club, Back to the Future, um, I think Ferris Bueller's Day Off lands on that too. I, I don't know, 80s, 90s movies kind of get <laughs> jumbled up for me, but uh, a lot of those has stories to it. You got 
you got connected to the character. You didn't have to rely on something that was going to a car get flipped over or um, something major has to happen for us to be like, we need a firework for us to go, ooh, ah. It was... It felt. It feels more like a long road trip. You get ready for that road trip. You you get your snacks. You you gas up. You just that excitement of going somewhere, and then you're traveling, and then you get to your destination. And it just it just feels like more uh, more of it gets drawn out at the same amount of time as you get Godzilla knocking down buildings and trying to go to over the the top where you don't know where the story began or. Are you just getting dropped in the middle and not knowing and trying to figure it out? Um, a lot of things get left out or a lot of things get uh, too hyped up, it seems like. And I think the 80s was a perfect time to tell a story and not have to rely on those things we rely on now to be like a shiny object. I feel somewhat the opposite. Where uh, to me, 80s ac- at least the action movies in the 80s um, were more over the top, like the movie Over the Top. Um, and that times they're borderline like unbelievable like what's going on like i see a guy like kick a truck over that's trying to get away or something you know like stuff like that and they didn't care like that it wasn't believable like yeah i shoot at a car's tire and it explodes into a million pieces because that's how you know combustion works somehow well it's almost like the not to try too hard type i think some people try too hard to make those explosions over the top and it, it it just feels like a different passion a different way of going about a movie well and if you look at like modern movies versus these um i think you had i think these defined what action looks like to us and so because that we kind of compare everything current to those and we have this incessant need they have to be bigger and better and bigger um and like what i was thinking about with the with the question was just Back in the 80s, if you really think about it, there was like a handful of major stars and they were in all the movies. Like there's so many Arnold Schwarzenegger movies that if I told you to describe any one of the plots to one of them to me, you might just veer off into another one and not because you're you're an idiot, but because he made 5,000 films. Um, and back yeah, then, like Predator, Predator and Twins mixed up a lot. Well, those two are so big. I mean, they're basically the same. Like, Danny DeVito was <laughs> that weird vision he had. Like, I don't know, man. He has a spider face mouth. Yeah, and I don't know I don't know why they ignore that on It's Always Sunny, but whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just seemed odd to me that if you think about the 80s, everybody was becoming an action star. So, like, it was either Stallone or Schwarzenegger or you'd or have, like, the together. occasional, like, huh? Or both of them together. Yeah, or both things. Uh, that movie. was a huge deal. Like that was the yeah. Avengers back then. Was when and it wasn't even them bringing their characters into a movie. It was just that they were in a movie together was insanity. Um, but you think even like Bruce Willis or like Rudger Hauer, like all these guys that like started just becoming like they were getting pushed as an action franchise. Like, there's no reason Bruce Willis should be the guy he is now if he had just done Moonlighting. Like, in Moonlighting, he was just the romantic lead in a romantic comedy on television. And then this dude's doing, like, action films, and out of nowhere just becomes, like, the third biggest action film star in the world. I think it even started with Hudson Hawk, and I think that's even more ridiculous, because Hudson Hawk's just like, why? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say something insane, and I know I'm wrong. I love I love Hudson Hawk. I love Hudson Hawk, too. Like, I can't beat a, so there's a, a, sequel? a movie that... I had never seen the sequel. There's a game, too. 
Um, no, I was being, I was being any, funny because he said Hudson oh. Hawk 2, and I was pretending ah, that when you said ah, T-O-O, I, I sh- it's... <laughs> oh. Looks like I won't be in the, going to the hat convention in July. No. That's my favorite quote from the stupid movie because he decapitates someone. Um, God, movie's insanity. But yeah, like just in the, in, I don't know. I feel like the personalities nowadays, like we don't even try to find them because like think about the biggest action movies in the world are the Marvel movies, like anything from Marvel. And they definitely made stars like Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, other people not named Chris. But they're not stars on the level that Schwarzenegger still is or Stallone still is. Yeah, who would that be? Like, there isn't one. I, there, there's nobody. And that's, and that's the thing, probably, too. I think The Rock comes close. The Rock is the closest we have. And yeah. And even then, like, it's because he's the only person following the model, which is... Like, look at Hobbs and Shaw. That is an 80s action movie made now, which is probably why I loved it way more than it deserves. Yeah, but or here's even the, the Fast and Furious movies. Here's the thing, though. We have, I think we started this whole podcast because it's too much content in the world. And I think I've said this before on the podcast. You can be a main character on a Hulu original and have a lot of fans, a lot of followers. And I would know absolutely nothing about you. There are YouTube stars that keep coming up on on Mass Singer, and I have to look them up. And I have no it's idea. Dad. Yeah. Well, you think I would know them more because they're more of the like the younger like YouTube and and Nickelodeon stars are are you know that's where they start. But there's too many stars where I could tell. I they, there's like awards, and they're like I think they're just saying gibberish because these names are not even like. Bob or Bill, it's like Jamboree. It's like who are you? You're an artist or an actor, YouTube star, Hulu, TikTok, Vine. I don't know. Is Hulu, someone's name. It might be. Oh, uh, my name is Hulu, and I work on Netflix. Like, it's it's there's too many people where I don't know where the fame begins, and like just going into the office as a as an actor just becomes like, is it even an appeal anymore? I. There's so many different actors and actresses that have worked on Game of Thrones, Star Wars, and Marvel, and I bet, I bet you, there's people that have no clue who they are because of just they, there's someone that just rather watches TV and not get into those movies or you know fandoms at all. Well, yeah, and I guess there's like I I don't know what the actual numbers would be, but I wonder if there's more actors now in the world than there were in the 80s so maybe that's why we're always seeing you know the same handful back then versus now where it's like yeah there's a handful of people that we will see but then there's even more people that we've never seen that you know we never really gave a chance like the girl from daredevil is um i forget the actress's name but she's saying like she hasn't found work for two years Jeez. because it's it's, it's hard out there yeah there was a, a spotify album i was listening to and it was right on the cover cool i was like i'll check it out i just need some some music in the background. I didn't want to like look for a playlist or anything. So I quote started it. It was good music. Saw his followers, has a million followers. He has tracks with, with a few bigger artists. Okay, cool. Shut it down. I don't know anything about the person. And I think it's different for this, this type of world. Cause you could have a hit TV show and that would be your one hit wonder now. Yeah, we're not in that world anymore where it's like there's four channels and you better like what's going on on one of those four channels or you're a book reader. 
But I think also some of it just has to do with perfect time and place. Like a lot of the guys who wrote the movies that were big in the in the fifties grew up at the very end of the t- like time of the serials, and so that that was their view of a hero was like the strapping man who could do no wrong, who was always there in the nick of time kind of thing. And I think the eighties action movies were just the eighties version of that same old West character. Um, and if you extrapolate out to where we're at now, and now it's about like, you know, the stakes have to get bigger. So now it's no longer just, there's a, you know, a Russian who's attempting to, to secure a nuke or some crazy thing that only, you know, Dirk, Dirk, hard dick can solve i don't know what you're trying to... <laughs> yeah dirk diggler um but well, now like, you have to be an alien and yeah, a tall alien and save their planet we just got off of a goddamn series where literally the the um the pinnacle of it was that half of the known universe was snuffed out like that's where stakes have gotten for us I think that's why I've responded so well to certain movies lately, like Birds of Prey, because it is just a stupid, small, fun, explosive, good fighting action movie. Or like John Wick. John yeah. Wick is John Wick is, I think, the actual love letter to the eighties action films, just as much as it's a love letter to like martial arts films and a love letter to like like gun fu films and things like that. Like it's it's very informed by that, like this one badass guy that everyone, you know, that you want somebody who everyone's going to spend the whole movie going like, God damn John Wick or get me John Wick. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be that you're one name cannon. you say like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you can't say you're a loose cannon beforehand and the name doesn't sound right, that, that guy doesn't belong. Well, here's the thing okay. too, is that a lot of action stars, like you wanted Bruce Willis to be in your movie and you're going to pay him a lot of money to make these movies happen. And you still get that now. But Keanu Reeves had an absolute dud in the same year he had he had John Wick. It was uh I can't even remember. I have to look up. I think if you talk uh, if you it? talk shit about Destination Wedding, I'm gonna lose my mind. That movie's fantastic. Nope. I'll that movie is fantastic. No, it was uh Ripli- replicas. Oh yeah, I forgot about that movie. Yeah, there you go. I Everyone forgot all about that movie. Exactly. It's like you can't rely on actors or actresses to like star start a movie. It just doesn't make it just you couldn't imagine doing that in the eighties and, and having a bomb of a movie because of all the actors or actresses carried that movie along. You watched it because that person was in it. Oh, there's Tom Cruise. I gotta watch that movie. I don't care what it is. Now it's, you know Keanu Reeves is in it, and we we forget. Destination Wedding is fantastic. Yeah, that movie is really good. It's such a short, um, like low budget, like movie that is just. That's just good. It's just funny. It's good. You know what, guys? Fuck 80s movies. Watch (laughs) Destination Wedding. Spectacular film. Don't want it. Um, So, like, what? I feel like... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. uh, Well, to kind of add on to it, too, um, I don't really see it a lot, but I think what made a lot of 80s action movies kind of cool was that there was always, like, a B-plot villain, but, like, they weren't really bad. They were just in the way of the main character, but actually, they might have been a good guy but they're portrayed as a bad guy. So like someone that's trying to stop the loose cannon because he's, you know, he's a wild card. I don't want you destroying the city type of thing, but they show him as an asshole a lot. Well, yeah, uh, that's, it's not even just the action movies, but like, even like it's uh, the, I think my, my perfect example of that is Walter Peck in um, Ghostbusters. Right. Exactly. He's the villain and he works for the EPA and he's like, if this was happening, if there was a (laughs) nuclear reactor being used in an old firehouse in New York, we would hope somebody would question it. 
in the 80s were like, look at this asshole. Yeah, or like the reporter in um, Die Hard. He's trying to, you know, report the damn terrorist story. Interestingly enough, same same actor. He had yeah, the same thing. actor. He he played an asshole a lot. That was actually kind of a good good guy. Um, that's um. So one of the things I do think has happened because I've I've really like since you, since we started talking about the eighties movies a few days ago, I've thought about this a lot. I I personally think that the the effort that used to go into making the eighties action film still exists but it doesn't exist in the film industry. I think the film industry has moved on and changed and now it's more event and spectacle and all that. I think it's in video games. Cause even right now where you're talking about like they're the bad guy, who's kind of a good guy or like the bad guy who is just like, think of like Alan Rickman, like he is the perfect bad guy in an action movie. And those oh. guys don't exist in movies anymore, but they exist in video games. Like Voss in far cry three is one of the best villains I've ever seen in anything. Like, just a, an amazing character. And think of the stories of, like, any of the Call of Duty games. Like, those are Schwarzenegger films as games. They think they're Tom Clancy novels as games, but those fucking Schwarzenegger... Those are Schwarzenegger movies. Or Doom Eternal, which I finally finished. Yeah, Doom Eternal. Like, that is a fucking heavy metal 1986 as hell video game in all the best ways. Makes me want... I kind of want to play Blood Dragon again. Like that, it's on purpose, but I think they nail it. But the fact that Blood Dragon was built to be a parody of 80s movies, and then two games later, they make an expansion that is basically a parody of Blood Dragon, and it, they don't even question it. They're just like, no, this is just where the story goes, because this, despite being a parody, it wasn't that hard to make it a parody. I think um, one of the other differences, too, is that I don't feel like 80s action movies took themselves a whole lot seriously. Whereas movies kind of do now. And also the audience also goes into movies with a more serious attitude as far as like continuity and, and stuff like that. And it's almost like the the action movies in the 80s were in their own universe as far as like physics. It's almost like a Toontown type of thing. And uh, the best example of that is The Last Action Hero where they kind of, you know, they make fun of that. That's the entire plot of the movie. But I, I feel like that's kind of the difference also is that some movies do take themselves a little too serious now. They're they're not having fun with the movie like they used to, except for, you know, maybe the Fast franchise where they're blocking cars with their body. Honestly, that's the only one. Because, like, I was thinking about when Avengers Endgame came out, all anybody could talk about was, like, well, who's going to die? What's going to happen next? What's the series look like after this? Versus when Hobbs and Shaw came out, all anybody talked about was, like, a fucking motorcycle makes a transformer sound and rolls under a vehicle and black Superman jumps <laughs> through a, a van and the rock punches a car in the mouth. And like, it's, it's, you describe those movies the same way you would be like, and then the predator jumped out and then Schwarzenegger punched the predator in his weird mouth and his fist got stuck in its head. Like you would, you would do he that. Covered stuff in mud. In you don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't see um, him cause <laughs> he was slightly colder. And then you'd go to school the next day and cover yourself in mud to play hide and seek. <laughs> Not because you peed your pants. I mean, it look man two birds one stone <laughs> um i just watched cobra yesterday or the day before for the first time and that one's nuts and it's because of all these things like it just <laughs> literally like a car blew up for no reason another one flipped over for no reason uh if, i think stallone's like bulletproof and it's just i don't know it's it's fun weird dumb stuff like that that make an 80s movie for me 
Well, and it also has the perfect example of the stupid name. Like, they wanted to name the movie Cobra, so they had to make... His name is Cobretti. Yeah, Marion Cobretti. Yeah. Like, so of course they call him Cobra. I just wanted to let you know I'm not a fan of yours. Yeah, okay. It has one of the classic posters, though, where the tagline at the top says, Crime is a disease, meet the cure, Stallone, Cobra. (laughs) And also the lines in the movie, and it was was awesome. (sighs) So what, like... It has uh, Shao Kahn in in it. Clearly not getting into like what we're going to have as our picks. Um, what are some of your favorite 80s? Because like that was the thing is like thinking about what we're going to do for this. It really made me start looking at a lot of these movies going like, oh man, oh, I, like, I want to do six more 80s nights now. <laughs> um, off, off the top of my head, Predator is my number one. It will always be. It's not my pick for the, uh, the movie festival thing, but that is my like, go-to 80s action movie. What about you, Alex? Um, you know, it's, it's weird because the ones that stick out in my head are like Karate Kid, you know, because I, I just like, I just wanted to do karate after watching that. <laughs> and so I just, uh, that always sticks out in my head as just, I don't know, it was such a clear cut with, with 80s, with just like good, bad, beginning, trouble in the middle, he's going to solve it. And, you know, it just seems like that was like the ongoing equation. For a lot of 80s movies i i don't know about i don't know that that one sticks out of my head uh terminator always sticks out of my head et um don't consider that like action <laughs> i don't know where you could say that comedy but those are the, like the three that always stick in my head as like an 80s like genre that i could always like i even went to sears and went on a bike uh and did like a photo like a photo with et in it and that was just like we just i don't know why we were in serious and we just like took a photo op with et but there we were and for those of you at home Sears used to be a store that exists what are stores are those yeah. in the outside they're in the no-no lands um i think my absolute favorite like the one i've i've watched the most but my favorite 80s action film is probably the golden child which is really weird because i hadn't thought about that movie in a while and then when we started looking at what we we're going to pick for this and i just it just popped up and i started looking at it then i watched the trailer then i bought it then i watched it like four <laughs> times in the last few few days it, i realized it's it, like do you guys ever have that thing where you'll watch something from when you were a kid that you haven't seen in a long time and you realize yeah. you picked up so much of who you are from that one thing I'm betting Golden Child is going to be that for me because I haven't seen it since I was a kid. And Dude. I have almost no memories other than it has the same dagger from um, The Shadow. Yeah. Yep. The exact same dagger. And uh, like, I like it. It's weird too because even I don't think of that as the big one liner movie because uh, he had Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 2. Uh, Eddie, Eddie Murphy did. And, um, you know, it, it's not like this is not a movie that you would think about has all the fun one liners, but like it has I Want the Knife where he's like spinning the drum and. Like the way he refers to um, Charles Dance's character, uh, Sodom Noomspa, or I think that's his name. Hey, hey, and he hey. keeps calling him Noomsi. And it just, I realize now, like, that when I think I'm going to be a smart ass to somebody, I'm not being <laughs> me. I'm trying to be Eddie Murphy from The Golden Child. Okay, that's me, but The Simpsons. It's also sometimes The Simpsons, but it's mainly Eddie Murphy and The Golden Child, which is really sad because there's a real homophobic streak in that character, and it really upsets me now, but. <laughs> A lot of these movies don't age well. You just got to kind yeah. of roll with it. <laughs> That's part of it. I feel like a lot of people make that argument. They're like, oh, you couldn't do that these days. But it's, there's a lot I, of I things. I hate that, that phrase. Would, they don't, 
Yeah, I, I think I think it should be you wouldn't do that these days because we've changed. We've, we're different. It's okay. But you can move but on. But not only that, but they they say it as though it, the movie would be ruined without it. Yeah. No. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like none of these jokes in the movie would be ruined without. But also, if you made this movie today, it wouldn't. It would be a different movie because these movies are of their time. Right. And I don't mean that the way you refer to like your racist grandfather is of his time. I mean like <laughs> these are. I, I I think I mentioned before on the podcast, there's a thing I love to do when I watch old movies, and I think how quickly would this be resolved if one character had a cell phone? Right. And it's wild. If you look at most movies from the 80s, one cell phone, the movie's done. Yeah, and, like in and Cobra. So, yeah, and so you just couldn't <laughs> make these movies one of the, co- the Yeah, one of the cops got called to the police station while he was supposed to be watching uh, Bridget Nielsen, and like all, you know, all he had to do was call him real quick. Like, hey, should I... Or like, like movies like Home Alone too. Like, any oh, one of those the Home Alone franchise in general would be crippled by by that, any kind of phone like or that family, that family wouldn't call. They could have called at any point at the airport. They would have just Uber the kid. Like, hey, like I'm sending you an Uber. Just meet what us over does here. The dad do for a living. Mobster. Mafia, mafia. He paid for like an extended family to go to what Paris with him. Yeah, and they live in a house that is a ridiculous mansion. Like that's the other thing. I I, I watched uh I watched Home Alone this year, and it I I I couldn't help but just the whole time I'm looking at that house, going like, how expensive is that goddamn house? Yeah, that is like a 19 yeah. bedroom house. Yeah, it was it was the 80s. It was probably just twenty thousand. Yeah, probably. Goddamn boomers, they could buy whatever. <laughs> um, Burgers. Put myself to college. Do you guys have any more 80s fun stuff you want to get into, or do you want to get into like what we've been up to the last week, aside from um, just obsessing over the 80s? Let's see. Um, I want to maybe list off just a couple more movies, and then I want to know uh, what... Because there, there's a lot of um, 80s influence in things now, so I kind of want to know what you think nails that or uses that really well with uh, modern movies or shows. But... Uh, oh. I might have to cut it out. I don't know. Wait, I know. Okay, I know what your pick is. I know both your picks. Okay, because I was gonna yeah. say one of them, because it's also one of my favorites. But I'm not gonna. But uh, RoboCop just rewatched that. That's a great one. That one still holds up. Um, the original Terminator is very 80s, and it's kind of crazy that the entire thing is about some future you never see in that movie. You know, it's just Arnold in a leather jacket walking. And, yeah, they just tell uh, you the future Linda, exists, yeah. and there's a robot. They never ever show you proof of it. Um, I think Aliens nails the '80s action too, especially since Alien was so different. You know, where that one was heavy on suspense, and it's it's one it's like a cat and mouse thing, one on one. But Aliens is is war, and it has all well, the, like the, the, the '80s the, sci-fi the and like action sci-fi, like Blade Runner. You can even go as far as like gremlins it's it's like the old kind of like fantasy kind of action like kind of horror yeah yeah um, yeah but just I'll... just the world in itself was like you could have any character you want and be like a main character it could be it could be anything everything to, whatever you want in the future that to, to for you to believe and i believe i believe it at that time and i think uh doing some research on the topic a lot of people will say commando is like the top um 80s action movie and it's up there for me Especially like that one has all the one-liners ever. Like that's you can't go five minutes without uh, Arnold saying something stupid. Yeah, because that's where Get to the Chopper mm-hmm. came from, isn't it? No, that's Predator. No, I'm pretty sure it's Command. No, it's Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> Why don't you lit up some steam? 
But that that's the funny thing is like if you literally think of any Schwarzenegger phrase, you could probably say any one of them came from damn near any movie, except for like yeah. I think Kindergarten Cop is the only one where some of those phrases would be a little out of touch. It's not a tumor. <laughs> it would be really weird if uh, Dutch immediately just started asking somebody who who was their daddy and what do they do. <laughs> or if he says I did nothing to him, it was gravity that was his enemy. <laughs> Let's just go watch some movies. I know. Um, you know, we we know him, we love him. That's just a couple I want to list off there. I don't know if you guys have a few more, but I think mine are like just anything with like that's the height of the best Kurt Russell movies. I think yeah. like just you pick a movie of his like I forget like Escape from New York came out then yeah uh, or came out was I think the that, thing back then the thing I think may be I guess just that's more before. horror than action it's eighty two oh is it shit All yeah right. um but and Conan I mean that's the height of Eddie Murphy's power like you put damn near any Eddie Murphy movie from the 80s in front of me and I'm into it versus like any Eddie Murphy movie from the 90s and I really don't <laughs> care to watch those except for Bowfinger <laughs> which I think is his best movie um, I think the movie I think the movie that if I had to like sum up that decade though like as much as I love Golden Child it is probably Karate Kid because Golden Child I love but Karate Kid is a movie that like I, I so desperately wanted to live that movie. Like that's all. I mean, we've talked about that a million times in the past, but like I wanted that life, even though the, in that movie you're, you'd be getting bullied and beat up by a bunch of karate boys. <laughs> Just the skeletons. Oh, um, I don't, I don't know if that one nails the eighties action for me, but it definitely does nail like the eighties slice of life type of feeling. See for me, eighties action is shitty martial arts fighting, not good martial arts fighting. I mean, specifically <laughs> like either a high school child or Eddie Murphy. <laughs> both doing the crane kick Miami connection oh uh, fucking Miami that, connection is so so incredible yeah I, I rewatched that again I couldn't find my physical copy so I actually had to buy it again digitally Alex you've not seen uh, that have you I have not I really want to I'm gonna I'm gonna make you watch it and I'm really excited yeah we need I like I there's very few movies that I need to know what you think of and that's one of them where I need to know what you think of this movie um okay so I want to get into I guess uh mo- modern stuff um, anything that's like influenced by the eighties, I guess, um, examples would be not a good one to me, but one that's, it really ham fisted in there was uh, ready player one. Um, even though I didn't really enjoy that movie as much as I wanted to me, same, uh, same. I really wanted to enjoy it, but I think one that, um, really nails it uh, is, uh, Kung Fury. Uh, but it's, it's ridiculous. Um, I feel like a parody of an 80 movie, 80s movie is yeah, an 80s movie. Like I think in the 80s genre itself is a parody within itself. So if you try to make fun of it, you're just in the genre. You're not like doing doing it like any disservice. You're just that's that's the realm it was in. You try to go over the top and it's like that's what it was. One of the ones that feels like it could have just come out of the 80s though, I think would be Turbo Kid. I'd I say I do I do agree with the Turbo Kid very much. Very, very much. Um I think my favorite, like what I would consider an eighties movie that's modern is it follows. Like that yeah. that movie could be a movie from nineteen eighty three or it could be a movie from two thousand fifteen and I don't think much of the movie would be different. Speaking of, uh we'll get into it on another episode, but I got those vibes from the game that we played. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I'm yeah. I that, that's <laughs> very much up my up my alley in terms of if I want something creepy, that's the very, that's the level of creepy I want. I think that's kind of the cool thing right now too is that you get a lot of directors and and people in in that line of work who are just heavily influenced, whether they're trying to make it feel like an eighties or just in general they were influenced like Stranger Things. I don't feel like they're trying to copy like any of the eighties genre, but I could tell that their upbringing was like they could have done it a modern time. They could have done it in any of the two thousands, but they chose that time frame because that's where they grew up. They grew up like having like riding bikes and just hanging out with friends. And that's what it started off with. And you could really feel that that was heavily influenced just in their life. And they wanted to add tidbits of Ghostbusters and, you know, Dungeons and Dragons to that. And I think that's really cool to see. And evil Russians. (laughs) Would you consider Cobra Kai as feeling eighties? I don't know if I really get that feeling from it. No, I feel like it feels I feel like it feels like it's reflecting on the eighties because that's a lot of what it is. But because if you think about it, like the, that's the thing that we've talked about it, I, is so good about the series is the fact that it, it goes off of like, what would happen in this weird world where karate is the greatest thing a person can do if this kid beat the shit out of Johnny and what would happen? And like, it needs well, that like about story, it but it doesn't necessarily feel like it's of the eighties. It yeah. feels like it's of now yeah. looking at the eighties. It builds off of it. It doesn't, I don't think yeah. it needed to get that 80s feel. Like, you get more of a modern feel with it, but you could tell that it was just more of a, a fluid. Like, it's so hard to have such a long time gap and get a fluid story with it. That's very rare to do. I, I don't, I sometimes don't even see that between seasons, let alone two series that were, what, a decade, two decades apart? Three decades? Yeah, three <laughs> so years. it's. Yeah, so for them to to weave that into that story in, in almost a seamless fashion is very rare, and I've and they've done it for like two seasons. I I really have enjoyed that. I can't wait for the next season. That would be fun to watch that again. I don't know why it just hit me, but I was thinking about the um the the beginning of the Bumblebee when we had the original Transformer Transformers um on Cybertron. I kind of really want that now. I want you know my 80s cartoon but a movie now like how bumblebee was but i want more of cybertron and stuff like that yeah i wonder if it's just nostalgia that's hitting us like do do people like this do we like this well i think people like it i mean there's a reason they keep making those goddamn transformers movies and it's not because any of them are very good except for bumblebee right my sweet sweet baby bumblebee the one good Transformers. we haven't had had another one that's that's why i'm like maybe not everyone likes this because we would have had another bayformer already well, it's it's one of those things where nostalgia could only last so long, and you've got you got that with the first original Transformer, and they do where a lot of like we were just talking about with Cobra Kai, you don't get that that connection where you have to respect its original uh, material, but if you're not if you're not connecting it and and more. It just felt so disconnected, and I I get there were some things with actors and actresses that weren't working out behind the scenes, and it, that kind of fit into the movie. But I I just think it wasn't executed uh, the right way, and I'm I'm really kind of like cross my, my fingers for uh, Ghostbusters, but I hope that's you know a, a good movie. 
I hope so too, because I can't. My heart can't handle another not great one. <laughs> I just can't. You're gonna have like a you're gonna have a medical droid over you. Mike died from a broken heart. I I will just contract the vapors and fall down. <laughs> Fanny herself on the way down. <laughs> um. Okay, and before we get into what we, uh, I don't know if you guys have anything else uh, on on the topic before we get into what we've been doing, but I do want to bring up that Mike, you found out that there is a website for Full Moon where you can stream all their movies. (laughs) Yeah, because when we were talking about our that's 80s as hell. Oh my God, dude. I So first off, I didn't realize how much pornography Full Moon had produced until I was on their website and realized that's probably how they make their money. Because I was like, why would anybody but me pay for Full Moon? And then immediately realize that I think that I'm the only person paying for that so that I can watch um, Puppet Master. There's so much porn on it. It was really uncomfortable. <laughs> it's really I, creepy. Know, I, I wonder if you're just it's like creepy finding... 80s Cinemax porn. It's really yeah, fucked like, up. What, the ones that, that piqued my interest were actually the, the Andy Sedaris ones. <laughs> and those are borderline porn. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, famously a, a hard ticket to Hawaii. Like really bad movies, but. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, do yeah, full moon, full moon, uh, I think it was full moon productions, full moon studios. Um, and I guess it's bundled with moonbeam and I didn't know moonbeam existed actually until like a couple days after, like just by happenstance, we're watching something on YouTube and I learned about moonbeam studios, which is the kids version of, uh, moonlight or whatever. Yeah. Where, uh, pre hysteria came, came out yeah. and all that shit. But uh, yeah, because like one of the things uh, I've talked to you guys about this, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but like when I was growing up, um, up until, so basically through the entirety of the 80s, uh, my mom's best friend ran a video store. And so because of that, I'd be there all the time and I could take home anything I wanted. So I mean, I lived off of direct to VHS movies. Like could, they, they were my breadbreaker. Oh, dude. Yeah, you, you are so dead on. Riding my goddamn Huffy. My, my, did you uh, have a, a mullet? I didn't a have tail? a mullet. I did have a rat tail for a hot minute. <laughs> had the sweet pegs on my bike so I could have my friends ride it and I could also make that thing bounce all over. But uh, I would watch anything from Full Moon. That was the first time I became aware of like a studio mattering to me. It was Full Moon because they made Trancers, Puppet Master, Doll Man, like all these crazy, like just, they are so bad but I love them with so much of my heart. Um, horror movies and action films from the 80s. And like, I was damn close to picking one of those, but I realized I should probably pick something that I truly like that also has mass appeal versus something I like that within five minutes, everybody's going to turn off going, why? <laughs> That's why I didn't choose Miami Connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Puppet Master is my Miami Connection. Also Puppet Master's horror and it wouldn't really fit, but whatever. Yeah. Um, well, I would have done like appara- Dollman. A- apparently half the people in the comments don't know what action is either. Oh, I, I do love that only one person admitted they didn't read the word action until after they commented <laughs> and they're like, yeah. oh, wait, whoops. Because I know that's what was happening is people just saw, what's your favorite movies from the 80s? And they're like, hell yeah, baby, I want to talk. Yeah, Breakfast Club. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, so there's a, if you, if you want to, if you want to stream some great 80s, uh, really shitty direct to VHS movies. And again, just a really unfortunate amount of porn. Uh, or fortunate, depending on who you are, you know, one one man's trash. I don't <laughs> want anyone to like this porn because it's all the bad '80s Cinemax porn. Uh, I'm yeah. not I'm not porn judging, don't, or I'm not judging judge people them. for liking porn. I'm judging people for liking this pornography. Which uh, with, with there's with a much porn better where like 
you're watching it and they just zoom in on the guy's face for no reason. But yeah, I just learned about milking. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> right, that's on the show day we talked about the uh, last episode. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm oh yeah, out. one thing I'm you brought up equation. One thing you brought up is that there's already a corona uh coronavirus movie on Full Moon. Yeah. It's like on the front page. Corona zombies. I I can't imagine this was made after this became a big deal, but there is toilet paper flying everywhere and a zombie holding a thing of Purell on the cover. So <laughs> they don't have the best taste, but you know, just go to fullmoonfeatures.com and watch puppet master, watch those movies. I will, I will vouch for those. I will vouch for trancers and doll man. I, they're bad, but they're fun. And I'll even vouch for uh, uh evil bong. Just because <laughs> those exist. I vouch for a hard ticket to Hawaii. That's the only one I got in there. But yeah, it is just it, it surprised me when for seven dollars a month you can watch everything from full moon. It's like the anti Disney Plus. <laughs> like Disney Plus is nothing but quality and this is some somebody going like hold my beer, we got all the shit. Disney minus. It's very yeah, <laughs> Disney minus is a very good way to refer to this. Um so aside from all that, what you guys been up to this week? I watch Cobra. Uh, rewatched my. I've been I've been in eighties mode basically since we started talking about it. So it, it was that I've been thinking about uh, maybe today even or tomorrow I'm gonna watch Shin Godzilla because now I want to watch Godzilla movies for some reason. Have you not seen Shin Godzilla? I'm not a big Godzilla person, but now I'm trying to get into it. I want to get into kaiju's in general, I guess, and you know Godzilla is kind of the the go to. But yeah, yep. I kind of want to start off with Shin Godzilla. I think you'll like it. You like anime, and you like if you like Godzilla enough, you'll you'll enjoy this. Yeah, and I guess it's the same director as uh, Neon Genesis. Yeah, yeah, it's real great. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's gonna get weird, and it's it's recent. Um, if you haven't seen it, also Alex, and if you want to check it out, I think it's like 2016. Uh, oh, yeah, so, yeah, oh, but it's like old school Godzilla ish, where you know it's live action. Oh, that. it's it's man in suit. Oh, I and I watched those too, but it's it's been such a long time. I was oh man, it's been a long time since I've seen those. <laughs> Um, and I just got into that game, um, Journey to the Savage Planet, which you guys know I couldn't stop sh- talking about. I wouldn't shut up at all. Um, I 100% recommend it. I love it. It's um, it's free on Xbox Game Pass. It's not on PC Game Pass. But it's basically a, a Metroid Prime, like the one for, what was it, GameCube. It has that same vibes to it, but it's like a comedy. Like everything is funny about it. There's FMV in it. It's also it's- a Dark Souls which you didn't bring up and I fucking love. Is it? Yeah, because when you die, you lose all of your resources and you have to go back to your corpse to get oh. it. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Um yeah, dude, you 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 were really going off about this game and then Alex was talking about it and a little bit Alex mentioned like like he he talked a little bit more about the mechanics of it and then another of my friends started playing it and they were telling me and so I started playing it yesterday and I've now put like nine hours into the game because all i'm doing is just exploring every goddamn edge of it it's so good yeah and that's the best part of it is you know you you are exploring and it feels like you're not really doing the main mission but you are at the same time sometimes like i'm gonna go you know be a jackass over here but then it's like oh you found this uh alien uh alloy that you actually needed for the main mission yeah or you go off on a path for like 45 minutes and then just get to a point where you're like, oh, wait, you know what? I think I need an item that I need to come back with later. And that's where it feels very Metroid-y. Yeah, where this, you know, sometimes it's like, no, I can do it. I don't need it. It's just fun. 
Yeah. Did you have you played any more of it, Alex? Oh no, Alex, you died. Oh no, sorry. It's my oh. Discord's been going off and on this whole time. Uh, so I, I catch like the beginning and sometimes the sentence. Uh, no, I I played about forty minutes of the game, and for every reason, like the game download got like corrupted or it just wouldn't play. And so I had to uninstall it, reinstall it, and it, it ended up saving. Um, but I have such limited time where I did it. It's like by the time it reloaded, I uh, <laughs> I only played for like another half hour. Um, but my daughter was, was like was like right next to me, and she's like, "Oh, you gonna play the game?" And she's cute. She'll like give me my controller and just like, "Here you go. I'll start it for you." She knows how to start it and everything. I put in a code, and she watched me put in the code one time, and now she knows it. So, oh, I'll, I'll do it. So I don't. I can't even have a code on there anymore. But um, you almost convinced me to get a kid, and then really quickly convinced me not to. <laughs> <laughs> They're a trip. <laughs> not have a kid, get a kid. Yeah, yeah. I'll just get, get you one. a baby. Free at the park, right? Yeah, you, yeah, you need a baby. I'll get you a baby. <laughs> and so, so one of the first things you have to do is you have to get like material. And I was like, okay, here's some little like little chicken little creatures. <laughs> All right, they're friendly. This shows that they're they're friendly. Go around, and I'm, I'm like, okay, where do I get the stuff? Oh, push X to slap. All right, let me do this. <laughs> let me see if I can pit them. Oh, this would be funny. Maybe I can just, like, slap them around the room. No. You hit them, and they explode they in your face. They pop. they pop. And their ooze is dripping in front of your screen, in front of your face. And you're like, oh. success. The best is when the ooze is on their friends, and they just keep walking around like nothing happened. Yeah. And um, I got the DLC for it, and you go to this like tropical area, and there's two canned versions of them. And if you when you kill them, they explode with white, and um, <laughs> Fruit Loops pop out. So it's like milk and cereal. <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> I ask you, you were going the... something. It's ectoplasm. Yeah, ectoplasm. I, uh, yes, <laughs> everywhere. I was wondering if you had bought the DLC because I was looking at it today, thinking like, you know what, I'm happy to pay eight bucks to extend this out a bit. Yeah, I, I bought it. I'm even going to probably buy the game, even though I have it free on Game Pass. Like, I, I like respect. <laughs> yeah, like, no, I could not. That's one of the one of the first games in, like, forever that I could not put down where I'm playing to, like, 5 o'clock in the morning. You know, it gave me the, you know, the, 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 the vibes it, of the good old days. The weird thing yeah. is it grabbed me in the way I had hoped Doom Eternal would, and it hasn't yet, where it just was you know like what? that. What? You're, you're, you're correct. No, because... Um, I, I loved the shit out of Doom Eternal, but it didn't get me like that game did. And I, I kind of struggled to finish Doom Eternal because I just finished it this week. Whereas I played that entire game in you know, the same week. Yeah. And I, this is the one where when I sat down and like I started playing it, I only knew what you had told me of it and uh, what a couple other people had mentioned about like the mechanics of it. I went in pretty damn blind. I didn't look at a single video. I didn't know it was first person, third person or anything. And it just, it does, they, I think they really, they take a real risk because they nail that first 15 minutes of the game in a way where if you follow the critical path correctly, and I don't mean like you're good or bad at it, I mean like there's clearly a single way they want you to do it. It does a good job of like getting you into the story, but I could also see how if you just stray off a little bit too early it'll feel like a slog. But luckily, like I did it where my stupid reptile brain did exactly what they wanted me to do. And because of that, it was just drip feeding me 
like every time I'd be like, I don't know how you get past this. Something would happen. I'd be like, oh, that's how you get past it. And I'd feel like a genius for five seconds. <laughs> um, and then like the, today I was just, I was, I realized like this is a game where in the beginning I was like, man, I hope there's not a lot of gunplay because I don't know. I don't like the way this gun feels to now I'm sitting there doing a battle where I was zipping around a room on a like Castlevania style whip grasp uh, grabbing grenades out of plants throwing them at very specific targets while dodging little flies that do a shit ton of damage when they hit you and it was such a kinetic crazy fight and i was thinking like this is where i realized like this is dark souls this is the game where you keep playing and you keep playing and keep plugging along and then eventually you realize like you're just really fucking good at it and you didn't make an effort to it just did a good job of making you better through standard play yeah yeah, that game, goddamn, it's so good. It is, it is shocking. I gotta, good. I gotta get back into it because, like, I was telling Matt, it's like Matt, there's like a something shiny up there, but I can't <laughs> figure out how to get on the cliff. I, yeah, I did the, the same and, thing. And, I did the same thing. Probably sat there for ten minutes just like trying to figure it out. Then you had the fucking grapple seeds, and you're like, does this make a thing? And they don't until later. <laughs> yeah, that's been it for me. The uh, other game I've been playing, because I only have room in my heart for two games, and one of them is most of it, is Ant- more Animal Crossing. I've, uh, I told Alex I've now paid off my house completely in that game. Feel real good about my life, because... Uh, Fantasy's fun. Well, much like the episode... I feel like now I'm living the episode of It's Always Sunny, where everyone gets into that mobile gang, or game. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, literally, the fact that it's like, I have that moment where I go, when I'm doing well in the game, I feel like I'm doing well in life, and I, f- I understand that. I feel that right now. Uh... But I did want to talk about it, not to talk about my game again, just because I feel like I've I've talked this game to death, but to talk about something I did find yesterday called the Turnip Exchange, which I've been real big on, like, I don't want to cheat on this game. I don't want to jump through time and affect things. Like, I'm not judging people who do. I just, I wanted to play the game slowly like a Zen garden. But I did find some help on the internet. If you go to turnip.exchange, it is a website some beautiful, beautiful, kind person set up where it's personal ads, essentially, for how much turnips are being sold on your island. And turnips are this game's version of the stock market. This one weird animal shows up every Sunday. She sells you turnips. You can buy however many you want at whatever price she's selling them at. And that every day, twice a day, the two little raccoon jerks in your town will have a different price for them. And some days it's higher, some days it's lower. So it's just like... it's it's baby's first stock market you're trying to buy low sell high so what this website does is it's people sell or trading the information saying hey there are x number of uh, bells on my server if you want to come to me you can and some people do it for free or ask for tips but there's a whole market of people specifically selling this ability and so you go to this website and you get into a virtual queue and I was like, at first it seemed weird enough to me because I had to wait for like 45 minutes in one queue to get to this island where they were uh, being sold for a ton. But what blew my mind is when I got to that island, there was a very specific, like the guy wanted, um, it was 300,000 bells and you had to pay him up front or no, 200,000 up front or 300,000 if you had to go get the money first. There were bouncers on the island and the way this game saves if you disconnect from the game before you leave somebody's island the correct way, it deletes everything you did on that island. It deletes it from your inventory and from their inventory. So basically, there were bouncers on this island. 
I got there and the guy's there sitting on a bench. He has a little area that he wrote on a sign. It said tips with an arrow pointing into this walled off area. You had to walk in there and drop 200,000 bells on the ground before the bouncers would move and let you walk into the store. And, so, and then if, if you don't, would they like disconnect or something? Yes. So what happens is if you try to get off the island, because I saw this start to happen, where a guy tried to, he walked on, they told him they needed 2,000 or 200,000 bells. The guy said, don't have. And so they let him go into the place to theoretically sell all of the stuff he had and make a ton of money. Turn around. And just to tell you like the ratio, like I paid 200,000 bells to use this guy's island and I made like four and a half million. So it was worth it. Um, but I got to watch the the guy said like, don't have, they let him into the place. He does his business. He, st- he walks out and starts walking toward the, the airport, which is how you leave correctly. And the two bouncers block the path and won't let him leave. And the owner is literally saying like, Hey, I need the money. Hey, I need the money. And then hits a point where he says like, I'm going to shut down in 30 secs if you don't give the money. And literally was threatening, like, I will tur- I will shut this server down and undo everything that's happened if you don't give me my money right now. And it was so weird how in this super cute, fun game where it's like me and my bear friends and we're playing house, the economy gets buck wild and real serious. Damn. is serious business. It, dude, it was, it, it was weirdly intense. Hey, you like didn't want a time job. Like someone's getting in a fight at the store. That's that's kind of what it felt like. It felt like Black Friday going wrong. Um. Yeah. The real the, the real fun part though is that now that I've done everything that I like, I've done quote unquote everything the correct way. Now I'm totally willing to fucking time jump. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> I just wanted to prove that because I've never played an Animal Crossing game without cheating at some point, and this is the first time I was able to get my house to the maximum upgrade and do everything, and I didn't cheat. So I'm like, all right, now that I. Now that I know I can do it and keep my hands clean, it's time to get real nasty. It's going to be your the t- your new town name or island N- name. Nasty town. Real nasty. Alex? Uh, I've kind of played a little bit of Savage Planet. And then I, my daughter kept asking about the exploding chicken. So I had to change that game. <laughs> and I was like, cool, let's play this Power Ranger game. That's a pretty fun story. That yeah, is you, like uh, the, you streamed a little in our in our Discord. When we're yeah, I, I, looked, yeah, I did I a little bit on, on Mixer. If, uh, I remember when it first came out, I was pretty standoffish because it looked like it was a mobile game on consoles. And back when it first came out, there's no story to it, but it looks like there is now. Yeah, it's the it's Green Ranger, and he's Lord Draken. Pronouncing yeah, that correctly? Yeah, yeah, and he's just taking over, and he gets a lot of these evil Power Rangers, and he's he's just going after. It's just like a whole war of different era Power Rangers, it's like Spider, good and bad. Though, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're just fighting like you're just randomly like the yellow pirate ranger, and you uh, have to fight the evil power ranger, and it's almost like like kind of like Street Fighter arcade style. Um, but I'm just more into the story. I just want to beat the people to to just hear more of the story. His I know there's a comic book about it, uh, but just playing it on a on a video game is just it's just fun. Uh, the only thing I don't like about it is that there are certain times you have to lose. And so you just get like really bogged down. You can't jump. You can't move forward. You're just getting yeah, beat. You said there was like, like scripted losses. Like you're supposed to lose, yeah. but you can't like, 
like it messes the game up somehow so you, yeah you like you just something. weigh a thousand pounds all of a sudden and you have to lose and that happens like three times out of like eight fights so so again it, you, you don't have to go into it it's, it's like trying to beat them and you just kind of kind of go along with the story but it's a fun story so i'm all for it and i just remembering like oh shoot like different power rangers like this is cool and so i don't know it's fun uh, i enjoyed it it's, it's it's also free on game pass too and the last thing i'll say is let's see here oh mike uh i am on the last episode of season two of the good place oh man so, do you see what I meant about like the changes, the entirety of what the show is about in the second season? It's it's like where do you go from here? Like what? Where do you go? Dude. Like I, I, the more the, I don't know. With the premise necessarily, it's just a lot of moral. Like what is good, what is bad to every episode, and it just gets very intense on this like second season of what what really does it mean. So now that you're past the first season, I feel more comfortable telling you. So like what happens is basically there's because there, there's only four seasons. I love the fact this show didn't overstay its welcome. But what it does is essentially each season sets out a thesis statement and then spends the rest of the season supporting it. And so, yeah, the first episode is or the first season's about like uh, about the morals of if you find yourself in, like at, at judgment, you find yourself in the wrong place. What do you do? The second season is about finding out uh, that you don't have the free will you thought you had. And then um, the third and fourth seasons kind of uh, like they they bring like a reckoning for everything they've learned so far. And the best thing I can tell you is like keep plugging away because that show, I really think it nails the landing. I think it does a really good job of upping the stakes consistently. The characters grow so much. Like I rewatched it uh, a couple weeks ago, like the whole series. And it's just wild to me how different Eleanor is or Chidi is in season one versus season four. And Oh man, I gotta, I gotta admit, so Chidi is not my favorite character. It's just like, get along with the, get in line, buddy. See, the get weirdest thing line. is by the time the series is over, Chidi is my favorite character. Like I didn't love him in the beginning, but okay. the longer the show forward, goes on, he that. gets, he hit a point where he, he became my favorite character in the series. Oh, nice. Um, him and Michael. Like, I think Michael's probably the best character because he's just so great. But Chidi surprised me. Which is the one from Midsummer. Good. Good to yeah. hear. Because, yeah, right now he's not my favorite. <laughs> Especially right now he's on your shit list. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, let him go. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that's what I've been up to. And uh, and there's uh, another game on Game Pass I got to check out. It's like the dark something you're i don't know it looks like a solo long, survivalist the long, the, the long dark yeah that's one that, yeah i was on the uh, sean Sh- played yeah sean was telling us about that's the and mike drew in their art art style yeah that yeah, art yeah, style yeah. Was a, that, that i saw this motherfucker yeah i've seen a few friends play it, it looks too stressful for me i don't think i can do it i know yeah. i, I kind of want to just try it <laughs> i'm gonna play it but right now i'm in my like pleasure jam of journey to savage planet and animal crossing get your pleasure so jam out of here my pleasure Mike. jam is what keeps the world moving. Mike, visit my island. I will. Do I really want to? Like when we're done here, I can. I'd be happy to visit your <laughs> island. Yes. I want well, to I won't see keep it. You, I won't keep you guys then. Uh, <laughs> so that's it for this episode of Three Hours Later. Um, Alex, where can you find us? Wait, did we see our '80s movie yet, or are we going to? 
No, no. Well, no. They'll, they'll be revealed on the morning of. So yeah. uh, morning right. of the 24th, 25th, and 26th, find, you'll find one. Yeah, find the Three Hours Later Super Secret Club on Facebook. And stay tuned. Yep. And find us everywhere else on Twitter, the number three, HRS underscore later. And Facebook and Instagram, the number three, HRS later. And we have, if you want to just find all of our links, we have Linktree. That's link, T-R, period, E-E, number three, hours later, all spelled out. And Mike, do you want to hit on the RT public and Patreon? Uh, yeah, the Patreon. So we have uh, patreon.com slash three hours later. That is currently suspended for the next couple months just uh, until the world gets a little bit more normal. <laughs> Yeah, we'll send out the email like uh, every other business. Due to COVID-19, uh, we just wanted to let you know that we're in this together. Yeah, our, our email is just going to say like, yo, this is fucked. Uh, but yeah, we're just, we're just putting that on hold. But we do have our uh, T Public t-shirt store up right now. Um, so if you guys do want to support us or buy some clothes that I'm rather partial to how they look, um, you can go to tpublic.com and then just search for three hours later. Or you can also uh, check it on the link tree there's a link to it and uh we also have a link to it on the the facebook group um just have a handful of, of what i think are pretty decent designs on there I, i'm gonna put up the I, movie posters yeah, on there i think the the designs are really good on there i really want the uh, just the basic logo even like i said looks like a band shirt yeah i really i yeah i've uh, i've now had a couple people that took pictures of or that ordered them take pictures of them and send it to me and they're they look they look better than i hoped they would like i was hoping they'd look good and these like the only thing I could think when I saw it was like, oh my God, these are professional. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we have a ton of stuff you can buy on there. Not just t-shirts. Like I know it's tea public, but you can also get any of the designs as stickers, bags, hoodies, different kinds of shirts. You can just get a tapestry. If you want our podcast logo as your entire wall, you can do that. Don't do that, but you can do that. Maybe do it. I want to see it. I do kind of want to see it. I almost bought one the other day for myself, just looking at it going like, I, I could handle a tapestry. <laughs> you can get phone cases, laptop cases, stickers, magnets, bags, anything you need. But wait, there's more. No, no that was all it. of it. <laughs> that was pretty much oh, everything. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and if you uh, if you do get on the on T Public before April 23rd, before end of day April 23rd, so we should probably just cut that part out because <laughs> so two hours. <laughs> <laughs> if you can get on there three days in the past. <laughs> can um, we extend that at all? I was going to say, yeah, because there's a sale going on right now where they're all st- uh, stupid cheap again. Because, oh, yeah. Um, two hours done here, and 39 minutes. <laughs> text me your guys' sizes again because I actually need to order the shirts. And I've been waiting for them to go on sale again for $13, which they are now. Ooh. Um, yeah, everything is 35% off. So I'm going to order you guys one of everything. Uh, that's all I got. I got nothing else, guys. I mean, I have right. a whole other podcast worth of stuff in me, but I mean, that's for a different podcast. Yeah, not us. Oh, speaking of, um, you can he- hear me and Alex on uh, Cage's Kiss coming up soon. It's not out as we're recording. I assume maybe next week or the week after. It will be out Monday, April 27th. Nice. Um, and, and Mike was there in spirit, just not vocally. But uh, we got Things to talk exploded. about... exploded. <laughs> Uh, Alex asked if I wanted to be on there with him and I was like yeah it sounds cool and he's like well you gotta watch Ghost Rider 2 with Spirit of Vengeance so I was like damn oh, it darn. catch yeah and uh, we, we, we we give our opinions about that movie on there hey no crazy like spoilers <laughs> oh, oh man that's what I was gonna ask just like d- you know DNA. what it's it's not as bad as I remember 
I Especially when I'm in this like 80s cheese is. mode. Yeah. It was a damn fever dream though. I forgot all about it. I was like, oh shit. This is a thing. It was it's a it's a fun movie to talk about with good people. And we had a good time with Cage's Kids Podcasts. Yeah, I have I have convinced so many people to buy that movie. And then I've apologized <laughs> to every one of them. My cousin, I told him on, on the on the podcast, but my cousin bought my ticket when we went to the movies to go watch it and I still wanted a refund. I've I t- everybody I've convinced to buy it because it's usually like six bucks, but everybody I've convinced to buy it. I've made sure to let them know like this is a bad movie. I'm telling you right now, this is a waste of your time. It is a bad film. That being said, if it's on right now, I will watch it from start to finish or wherever it is to the end because it's incoherent. So you don't need it. You don't need to see it from the beginning. It's probably your fault. It's on Netflix. They have the first one on there for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I think they're like oh, no, keep making money on this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we can handle the second one where everybody's scared. Hey, did you know I have a? I own a pyramid. I'm gonna pee. I'm gonna pee out fire. All right, we're done now. Twice. This is Cage's yeah. Kiss part All right. Two. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, from the cage of my kiss to the cage of yours. I don't know what that means. I'm lost. Um, bye, everyone. It's highly erotic. It's highly erotic. Bye. Bye. Bye.